Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Monday edition of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. We have a great week to kick off and so many great guests and so many fun things to do, including the community calendar. Sit back, relax, get breakfast and coffee and enjoy the show. Good Morning Vale on TV8 starts right now. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Welcome back. We have so many great things going on in the neighborhood. Summer series concerts continue over at Nottingham Park this Wednesday. You can appreciate Zoso. They're going to be a super energetic band, all complimentary for all of us. So you want to get on over to Nottingham Park for that free music. It's live. It's fantastic. And it's going to be this Wednesday which is going to take place on the main stage. So you get all the great food trucks out there, the Hanawald Bar. It's a plastic-free event. You can get water and everything else. Just make sure you don't use plastic. They're trying to keep their carbon footprint as well as ours, which is a really, really wonderful thing. So that's going to be super exciting. Another free show for the Summer Concert Series over at Nottingham Park. And then why not just skip on over to another free show over at Gerald Ford Amphitheater? It's the Hog Slop String Band free show this Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure we all gather over at the Gerald Ford Amphitheater for that. And then something really fun is happening at the Amp. I want you to mark this down for the 22nd, which is a week from tomorrow. And it's through the Alpine Arts. You want to learn how to spray paint. We're talking graffiti style. Well, we can learn how to graffiti legally over at Gerald Ford Amphitheater as well next week. So go to grfavail.com to find out about all the events that are taking place there, hot summer nights, and so much more. Stick around, everybody. We have more great TV8 Vail coming up. Here at Sun and Ski Sports, we are all about having the best summer adventures. Our full-service bike shop is here to help you get back on the saddle with services ranging from simple tire changes, full bike overhauls, and rentals. If trail running, hiking, or trips to the lake are your thing, our expert staff will fit you in the best performing footwear or clothing. 
And don't forget about a relaxing day on the water with our stand-up paddleboard rentals. Call Sun and Ski Sports in Avon or Dillon today or learn more at sunandski.com forward slash co. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vail. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vail from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vail Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vail.com. Thank you for watching Good Morning Vail. Have an amazing day. Get on out there, soak up that sunshine. We'll see you tomorrow right here for more Good Morning Vail. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Gretchen Bleshaw. You might recognize me from the glitz and glam with Gretchen. Maybe you hear my voice on the radio from time to time or see me out at a concert or two. I love concerts. If you see me out, the long mermaid hair, I'm almost six foot tall. It's hard to miss. Come and say hi. Give me a high five. And make sure to watch me right here on TV8. Welcome back, everybody. Monday is just the beginning of the week here. We have so many great interviews. Cece Zach, who's part of Good Day Vale, she had a great conversation with the great people over at Vale Valley Partnership. I know Chris Romer and a lot of other great people over there. She sat down with them, and they are such an amazing organization. We're going to learn all about them right now. So, Mike and Chris, thank you so much for coming in today and your thank busy you. schedule. And one of the things that I love to share with our viewers is why Vail? Our viewers are really keen on, you know, what inspires you about this, this county and um, this area. So, Chris, how long have you been here? What keeps you here? And, you know, what inspires you about Vail Valley? Yeah, thank you. It, it's such a, a great baseline foundational question for anyone who's here in Eagle County. And when you say Vail, I think Eagle County. Yes. And, and I think the entire Eagle yep. River Valley 
from Dotsero all the way to Vail Pass because we really are one, one economic region, one watershed. Our neighbors live in Gypsum or live in Vail. They live in Avon or they live in Edwards. Um, those are the people we go to school with and we see at the post office and we, we work with and everything else. Um, and what brought me here is, is simple, like very many people. I came for the mountains. I came for the outdoor recreation. I came for the skiing. Um, I always wanted to be in Colorado. I came to school at the University of Colorado, and when I finished up my four years there in Boulder, I, um, I ended up in, in Vail because I loved to ski here. I loved the access. I loved the community. Um, and I've been very fortunate to be here ever since, being able to grow a career and raise a family and uh, do all the things that I, I hope others have the same opportunity to do. Love that. And Mike, sort of similar situation. Yeah, some similarities. I, I originally came from uh, Oklahoma, um, born and raised there, and had been coming to Colorado with my family for many, many years growing up. Uh, so already loved the state. And when I graduated from Oklahoma State University a long time ago in 1990, or 1990 um, decided with a, a group of fellow ex-students to come to Colorado, started in Aspen. Um, was really going to be there for probably six months to a year and, and decided that, you know what, it's just so lovely and a uh, <laughs> great place to be that I, I made it a permanent habit. And uh, I came to Eagle County uh, in the Vale Valley about uh, 25 years ago. I've worked for one company, a community bank, Alpine Bank, great company with wonderful people. And that was another reason that uh, that career kept me in Colorado. So, um, yeah, I not only the recreation, but really over the years, the community, um, you know, the a chance to serve the community, uh, building a family here over time. Yeah, it uh, was a six or 12 month stint that turned into uh, 32 years. Well, what I love, and the two of you have a, a great example of how you've able to build not your life here, but also your career here. And, and Mike, you're the regional president for three different counties here in the mountains, which is just extraordinary because you just said you've been with Alpine for that duration of time. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, tell us a little bit about your professional career and how you've been able to, to build that here. Yeah, the, the unique thing about running a chamber of commerce, such as the Vail Valley Partnership, is that very few people go to school and say, I want to be a chamber of commerce executive. I want to run a chamber of commerce. Most people don't know what that even is as they're going through their, their schooling and their education. For me, I came up through hospitality. I, I worked for the for Vail Resorts I, for a short period. I worked in the hotel and hospitality industry for a number of years. But I was always involved in the community, and I was always volunteering, and I was looking for opportunities to engage outside the four walls of the, the business that I worked for and was fortunate enough to be able to find Vail Valley Partnership's predecessor organization, yes. the, the Chamber and Tourism Bureau, um, and be able to connect with like-minded professionals and be able to serve on a few different committees. So when a job became available at the partnership, I raised my hand really quickly and said, that's a place I really want to be to have a, a, a bigger impact and a more community impact and be even more engaged in the community. So I was really driven coming up through the hospitality industry and the importance of hospitality to our community, certainly our economic driver and about half of our jobs, uh, but I always kind of in the back of my head wanted more and wanted more community and wanted more community engagement and involvement and being able to help all the small businesses that exist here. 
in a community like Eagle County and, and the Vail Valley, where 90% of our businesses have fewer than 20 employees. So what is the yeah. total number of businesses then? It's about 2,600 wow. in the Eagle River Valley. Okay. About 2,600 businesses. And again, 90% of those, fewer than 20 or fewer employees. And 80% of them, 10 or fewer employees. So we are, we are driven by small businesses. And when the opportunity at the chamber came open, I really wanted to be able to serve those businesses and help those businesses in what is a, a challenging business environment. Um, extraordinary from, business environment. Extraordinary and challenging. So, so help our viewers understand what Vale Valley Partnership is, because you've mentioned Chamber, you mentioned a predecessor. I know you rebranded, um, I think it was in 2007, to Vale Valley Partnership. Help us understand the totality of the organization that you represent. Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep it relatively short because <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a long history. So we were incorporated in 1964. Oh my gosh, that's before... That's before the town of Vail, wow. as an example. So we're incorporated in 1964 as the Vail Resort Association and, and grew and, and changed and morphed over time. The Vail Valley Tourism and Convention Bureau, Vail Valley um, Chamber and Tourism Bureau, uh, lots of different acronyms. In 2007, we really, our, our Board of Governors really set forth an aspirational path for us to be the partnership to incorporate economic development Chamber of Commerce and Tourism, Tourism. Services, yeah. and really put all of that umbrella under one organization with an aspirational position to have a bigger impact on our community and help our businesses um, across all those different sectors that, that drive our businesses and drive our community. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and it's, I, I love the name too, because it really is a partnership. One of the things I've learned in the short time I've been here is that this community is extraordinary. And everyone wants to help everyone, no matter what the objective is. Um, and somehow these partnerships, and I don't mean to use your name, but the community partner, somehow they get aligned incentives. And from where I come from in the healthcare industry, the incentives are never aligned with the people in the ecosystem. So it's such a delight for me to, to come in and, and to also talk to you all and, and showcase the partnerships, which, Mike, that's where you come in. Um, you, uh, being a, a representative, a senior executive at Alpine Bank, um, have been a supporter of VVP for a wide variety of years um, and a wide variety of, of roles. Mm -hmm. So why? It, what and why? Well, the then Vail Chamber was one of the first organizations that I became involved with when I came to the Vail Valley in 1996. Uh, I served as what they called then an ambassador. So I was with a group of uh, like-minded young professionals. So I literally saw the, the chamber grow over the years as the communities grew and as the business communities grew. Um, fast forward to just a few years ago under Chris's leadership, uh, I've become um, uh, one of the Vail Valley Partnership Board of Governors, and I'm very proud to serve there. But it, it is a wonderful organization in terms of not only having a group of businesses, uh, a wide variety of businesses represented within the Vail Valley, but also engaged with the community, with the business community on any variety of projects, programs, and um, uh, topics that pertain to all of our industries. So, um, Chris, you mentioned how many businesses were part. What is the number of employees does that represent? 
Yeah, so there's a total of about 35,000 in the workforce in, okay. in Eagle County. Um, about 30,000, uh, just over 30,000 in the, in the Eagle River Valley from Dotsero yep. to, to Vale. Um, our membership makes up over 80% of that, that workforce. So the, uh, the businesses who are and organizations that are members of the Vale Valley Partnership equates to about 80% of our workforce. So we really have a, a wide swath of industries and geographies and, and different business sectors um, represented under the, under the partnership umbrella. And how much of that does Vail Resorts represent? Yeah, Vail Resorts is our largest employer. Okay. Um, they've, they have more employees than anybody else um, for obvious reasons. They're our economic driver, and yeah. they require a lot of, of workforce to run those resorts and those mountains and those uh, hotels and other businesses that they're involved in. Um, so as a total, um, it, they probably make up just over 10% or 12% of our local workforce. Okay. But that's it. That's, to me, that's smaller than what I would have been. Yeah, and it, it might be a little bit higher because those numbers aren't, aren't public, yeah, so I don't know yeah, exactly, yeah. but I have a good idea. Okay. So with that, gentlemen, um, I would just love to understand um, what is the mission? If you could briefly, before we go on to station break, what's the mission of EVP? Yeah, I think we should quiz our, our board member, Mike Brown, on, <laughs> on what our mission <laughs> is to see if he has it memorized. I, I, I tease a little bit. Our mission is actually really straightforward. We have a two-word mission statement, and our mission is to lead collaboration. That is, that is what we, that is what we do. We, that is our true north. How do we lead collaboration through our programs and our advocacy and the things that we do? Hola, ¿qué tal? Familia de TVA, les saluda Julio García y les doy la bienvenida a una edición más de Lo Mejor de la Semana, donde como ya saben, les estaré compartiendo los mejores eventos y actividades para disfrutar aquí en nuestro Valle de Veo y nuestros alrededores. Comenzamos este lunes 14 de agosto con el Breckenridge International Festival of Arts que se estará llevando a cabo de 8 de la mañana a 6 de la tarde del 11 al 20 de agosto con muchísimas actividades desde yoga, caminatas, exposiciones de arte, presentaciones de baile y música. Algunos eventos son gratuitos y otros requieren de boletos así que consulta la página web para ver la lista completa de los eventos. Y este martes 15 de agosto la Biblioteca Pública de Gypsum está ofreciendo un torneo de Super Smash Bros a partir de las 4.15 de la tarde, un evento con completamente gratis para mayores de 11 años. El ganador se llevará una tarjeta de regalo. Y este miércoles 16, nuestros amigos de BOM nos enseñan a hacer figuras de animales con globos. Un evento gratuito en el centro de Walking Mountains en Avon de 5 y media a 7 de la tarde. Para registrarse, visiten la página web en pantalla. Y este jueves 17 les comparto un concierto en Denver, ya que llega Karin León al Ball Arena, lo que antes era conocido como el Pepsi Center. Las puertas abren a las 7 de la tarde y los boletos comienzan desde los 55 dólares más cargos. Aún quedan boletos, así que visita la página web para adquirir los tuyos. Y este viernes 18 se presentan en el Ice Arena de Bell Grupo Laberinto Atrevidos de Chihuahua y Escolta de Rancho. Las puertas abren a las 9 de la noche. Los boletos de preventa los puedes conseguir en los lugares de costumbre o en la página web que aparece en pantalla a partir de los 60 dólares. Recuerda que usualmente los boletos suben de precio el día del evento, así que consigue los tuyos con anticipación. Y este sábado 19 se estará llevando a cabo el Bell Valley Brew Out de 4 a 8 de la tarde, un festival de cerveza donde podrás disfrutar de música en vivo, comida, actividades para niños y muestras ilimitadas de cerveza, seltzers y sidras. 
Los boletos comienzan desde los 20 dólares para aquellas personas que no estarán tomando y desde los 49 dólares para aquellas personas que desean participar en las muestras de alcohol. Los boletos suben de precio el día del evento, así que consigue los tuyos con anticipación en la página web. Y este domingo 20 de agosto podrá disfrutar de una experiencia educativa sobre el mundo prehistórico en Beaver Creek de 4 a 5 y media de la tarde. Es un evento en inglés, pero sé que muchos tienen hijos bilingües y podrán aprender muchísimas cosas de los dinosaurios, fósiles y nuestro mundo prehistórico aquí en Colorado. Y bueno familia, con eso concluimos una edición más de lo mejor de la semana. Aún nos quedan algunas semanas de verano, así que hay que aprovechar y disfrutar de todas las actividades que tenemos aquí en nuestro valle. Yo soy Julio García y los veré aquí en la próxima. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. We are back with more Good Morning Vale on TV8. Happy Monday morning, everybody. We are smack dab in the middle of that interview with CeCe and Vale Valley Partnership. Let's get into it and find out more about this wonderful organization. Chris, when we just left, we talked about the mission of Vale Valley Partnership. Now, help me understand a little bit more about the goals of the organization. Yeah, our goals, I would, I would point first to our, our vision which is community vitality, because the goals build up to that vision of community vitality. And the idea that we have three kind of um, buckets, if you will, and they're, they're integrated and they're connected, but we have, we have three roles that we play in the community. One is, is tourism services and group sales and destination marketing efforts to support our largest industry sector, to support the businesses that rely on our, our tourism sector and working closely with all the different stakeholders there. Number two is the Chamber of Commerce. And the Chamber of Commerce is the genesis of who we are as an organization, and it's the business services. It's existing to serve the businesses and provide them the tools and the programs and the resources to succeed in this place. And the third is economic development, and that, that idea of economic vitality and, and supporting small businesses and new businesses and growth of ex existing businesses and providing a, a voice for all of our businesses from an advocacy standpoint and a legislative standpoint And, and so those three efforts, tourism and chamber, business services, and economic right. development, um, data and research and resources connect to the umbrella that is Vale Valley Partnership. So those are kind of the three big buckets, all leading to that idea of community vitality and how do we, through our efforts and through our team and through our board of governors and our volunteers, um, help make this community more attainable and accessible and more livable and give, it, give businesses the opportunity to thrive and employ people and grow and do all the things that we want successful communities to do. So you'd mentioned the three buckets. So that's how you're organized. Tell us a little bit about how you're funded because clearly you need the resources to be able to pull this off. Yeah, we do. And um, so we have three buckets of funding as well. Um, that's not exactly aligned with the three programs of work. Uh, but one is membership dues. And about a third of our revenue comes from membership, businesses and organizations opting in to be a partner and to participate in our programs, which leads to the second revenue bucket, which is our programming. 
we run a variety of, of leadership programs and workforce programs and different initiatives for people to engage with the organization and have opportunities for their staff to engage and be involved and receive workforce training and things along those lines. So that's our second bucket of funding is our programming. And the third bucket is, is contracts for services rendered. Mm-hmm. So we contract with organizations <clears throat> for administrative services to, to run programs such as the EGE Air Alliance, to run and, and coordinate group sales in partnership with Beaver Creek Resort Company and the Vail Local Marketing District. So these, these contracts for services where we provide a specific service to an entity and they contract with us every year to fulfill those duties. That's our third bucket of funding. So most of the funding comes from those three buckets. Then we have a few miscellaneous programs and things that we do. Uh, but that's the, that's the buckets of funding, and it and it's actually breaks out pretty close to about a third each. Okay. So, Mike, now you represent one of the members, mm-hmm. um, personally um, and from, from the bank's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. How do you use all of the amazing tools that the organization has to offer the community? Well, I'll try to be brief. I mean, the direct (laughs) benefit, I think, comes from something Chris just mentioned, programs that deal with the um, attraction, retention, and development of our employees um, career-wise, which is... something that we need now in this valley. We need it throughout the United States. Always needed, but probably more than ever. More now, yeah. Yeah, and uh, career-wise, which is the apprenticeship program, uh, administered through the Vail Valley Partnership, but it is a partnership also including Colorado Mountain uh, College as well as the local school district and companies where we take in apprentices uh, who are interested in various professions like banking or yeah. lodging or construction. Also, Vail Valley Works, uh, again, administered through the partnership, uh, which provides leadership programs for employees. I have a few employees uh, within Alpine Bank who are part of that program and who are benefiting from it. There are also community um, uh, forums um, on the state of the economy on specific areas like construction and housing that a lot of business owners have benefited from to go to learn and to discuss with other uh, businesses and business leaders about what's going on in our valley, both presently and, uh, and in the future. Uh, and then, of course, there are a number of areas where the partnership has been a key advocate and collaborator with the community, the newly formed Regional Transit Authority, oh, yeah. uh, which is yeah. long-term going to benefit my understanding our employees is, and so forth. Well, VVP was instrumental in helping yes. you know, educate and then ultimately getting the momentum to right. pass the bill. So, right. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, that's fine. And then finally, you know, I think about the EGE Airlines, which Chris yep. just mentioned. You know, that's a, a, a group of businesses uh, and business representatives working together to attract more flights and more business to and from the Eagle County Regional Air, uh, Airport. And that is a benefit to all of our businesses, including mine, my customers, and so forth. Yeah, uh, that, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as... Um, a, 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 a businesswoman by trade. Um, I find everything that you're offering, Chris, just absolutely extraordinary. I mean, it just is top notch. How can individuals get involved with VVP and what you have to offer? Yeah, simply reach out to us. We, we can be found on any of the social channels. We can be found at our website at valevalleypartnership.com. You can come by the office at the Riverwalk. You can call us. Whatever works best for you, reach out to us. We have 
Um, do I, can I interrupt for a second? Do I have to be an employee of one of your members, or can I become a member on my own? Yeah, individuals can join. Okay. So we have a community membership to allow individuals to join, and certainly businesses are able to join, and all of their employees then are eligible to participate and engage in our programming. So it's, we have we have an open door policy, policy. right? I everyone everyone's welcome in our in our proverbial big tent. Um, because we really want to represent sole entrepreneurs and we want to represent small businesses and big businesses and emerging businesses and new businesses. Um, so, yeah, the opportunity exists. We have a program advisory council. We have an economic leadership council. These are things that anyone can engage in and participate in. We have leads groups. We have after-hour events. We, we have a lot of opportunities for people to grow their networks, expand their networks, not just the training programs Mike mentioned, but their professional network and their social network as well. There's a, a lot of, um, I don't know if I could call them retired because I don't think m most of our community members ever want to retire. But if you had a tip to provide to the community that have had significant business or economic experience, um, how would you like to see them be involved as volunteers? Yeah, interestingly at the partnership, unlike a lot of nonprofits, we're not looking for a lot of people to donate their, their time or their, their money um, with the organization. What we would love for them to do is engage where it's meaningful to them. So stay involved with our economic development committee or stay involved with some of the task forces that we have on specific topics and find ways to give back and engage in ways that are meaningful to you and mentorship opportunities and business support services or even something that is not our program, but I think is very beneficial to our business community, the Small Business Development Center, to be able to help coach and mentor emerging businesses and startup businesses. So if you reach out to us, we're happy to point you in the direction that most aligns with your interest and your background and your skill sets. Yeah. So Mike, you had talked a little bit about how you utilize some of the fabulous tools at VVP. Um, when we were talking earlier too, there was... Uh, you were talking about some of the really impactful programs um, that the community. Now, you did mention um, the EGA Air Alliance. You did mm -hmm. mention the regional transit. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind that the community should know that VVP had, you know, probably an unspoken component to creating an impact in the org uh, in the community? Well, I think being a part of the Vail Valley Partnership as a business, whatever your size of business, however many employees you have, whatever your industry is within uh, the Vail Valley, I think that there are any number of programs um, that you will find as a business owner, whether it's to get knowledge about uh, uh, the business community, uh, whether it's to learn what's going on economically, uh, within the Vail Valley, whether it's to avail yourselves, uh, depending upon the size of your business, of uh, programs that the Vail Valley Partnership is working on now or helping to facilitate, such as insurance programs and so forth, um, or, as I said, and I've benefited from this uh, through Alpine Bank, uh, development um, of employees, uh, especially your young leaders. Um, I think there's just a variety of things that the partnership has developed over time that will benefit the knowledge and uh, the success of businesses throughout the valley. And you mentioned insurance. For me to clarify for myself and the viewers, you're talking about health insurance, correct? Correct. And I, I, I would love just one you know, sentence about that 
initiative. Yeah, I'll turn it over to yeah, my partner. Yeah, I'll take, here, I'll take he's, that one. He's been the man on the front lines <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, so we created the Mountain Healthcare Coalition. Oh, wow. Um, which is a, a, an entity, a healthcare purchasing collaborative, a purchasing alliance, and, and we created that and are going through the regulatory process with the state of Colorado oh my in gosh. hopes of bringing a new, um, more affordable health insurance program to our, our community members and to our small businesses as well as to our self-insured groups. So really trying to tackle it from all sides within the state regulatory uh, process and system, working closely with our partners at Vail Health and working closely with insurance payer partners. Um, and so we, we hope to bring that to the market here uh, before too long. Oh my God, that is so exhilarating. And we probably have to do another show on that because that in itself is just something that the community needs to hear that there are alternatives out there than yeah. Obamacare. Um, and this is, this is a good example of why the VVP um, is an issues, issue-oriented uh, organization as well within the business community. Insurance is an area that, especially in the Rocky Mountains, is a very difficult yep. issue for, uh, <laughs> yes, for Vail Valley employers and employees. Yeah. Uh, another issue is housing very quickly. Yeah. Uh, this is an area where uh, Chris, his staff, the Board of Governors, as well as members, uh, have uh, very vocally supported uh, efforts to include more housing within the area because yeah. that's a huge issue uh, for businesses and especially our employees. I, I tell you, uh, we've got another episode coming up between health insurance, housing. Um, but, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, and your leadership within this community because that, without the two of you, this wouldn't be happening. So. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web cvadel.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Well, Archer and I are going to get headed on further down the trail, but I hope you'll catch up with us a little bit later. Hi. I'm Ben Roof and I'm one of the new hosts here at TV8. I'm so excited to share all of my explorations throughout the Vale Valley with my dog Archer, where we'll be taking you to hiking trails, biking trails, maybe we'll go rafting, fishing, or whatever else we can come up with. I'm so excited to share all of that with you in my new segment, Outdoor Adventures. Don't forget to catch up with us every day right here at TV8 Vale or at TV8Vale.com because there's always more for you on 92. Thank you. 
When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Join us on the Leadville Railroad. This fun-filled train ride takes you and your family on an unforgettable trip through the heart of the Rockies for a half-day trip of adventure, relaxation, and sightseeing. Enjoy the spectacular Colorado scenery. Even meet the engineer. Book your adventure on the Leadville Railroad today at leadvillerailroad.com. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Today we're cooking on the theme of how to cook without really cooking. That's my favorite kind of cooking. Yes. I'll admit. Yes. Because as Steve would understand, or many people that have houses here in the Park City area and their college kids come home, they show up with friends. And <laughs> what do you do with them? They bring the refreshments, but they still want to be fed. So this episode yes. is about how to feed people 10 or, or more for under $30 and make sure that they're satisfied. I and love it. Steve, everyone always knows, what do you have to do? You gotta have the five Ps. The five Ps. So we're making our spaghetti, not from scratch, because I've had friends send me three pages of how to <laughs> make spaghetti sauce. Wonderful, but this is not what we're gonna do. We're not. We, we're scratching that. We That's are window. going with the five Ps. Five Ps, okay, and I'm Prego. curious. <laughs> Puree. Puree. Paste. Paste. That's three. Two more. We're in Parmesan. Parmesan. And last but not least, pasta. I love it. The five Ps. All right. So Steve's new at cooking. So I have taken it upon myself to run the can opener. And he will be doing the actual <laughs> blending. Now, what's great about this, when you first show up in Park City and you haven't been here quite a month, you probably only have two pots and one pan. So we have to do everything with two pots and one pan. 
So this you want to get going, Steve? You ready? Okay, we're off to the races. So the first there. ingredient in our spaghetti sauce is Prego. There you go, Master Chef. So is it Prego because it's a pea, or do you have an affinity, a natural liking to Prego? You could use anything uh, that's out there, and it's pretty cool. There's our first pea. Perfect. Perfect. Now, I'm going to shake it up here a little bit because instead of puree, I'd rather have crushed tomatoes in basil. This is a lot better than puree. So I'm going to open this can up here. We are back in the kitchen cooking spaghetti with Steve and Steve. And who would have thought all those years ago when you met Steve's dad that one day you'd be cooking with his son in Park City, Utah on TV? That's right. And having can opener stress. Yes. <laughs> all right. It worked out, but maybe always make sure you have two can openers. Exactly. So we started off on our five peas by putting in a jar of Prego. Now we're going to the second pea, which would have been puree, but we're going to use crushed tomatoes. And Steve, have at it. Second pea. So those crushed tomatoes add that texture, kind of those spices. Yeah. Make it a little chunkier. And, and now we're going to put the paste in. For our third pea is the paste. All right. See, Steve, I think you're going to become a chef. <laughs> no more pea. You got to start today. somewhere. Right? You do, you do. Now the paste is great because it will thicken up your sauce and it allows you to do a variety of other things like what you add to your sauce be it vegetables or meat or even a little bit of red wine uh, later on. So we've got the base of our sauce done. Now we're going to go to adding to it uh, to make it a little oomph uh, to get it going. So we've chopped some onions. And Steve, you're going to throw the onions into the uh, pan. Let them start to dump the whole thing in there. Just don't be awesome. shy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let them start sauteing. And uh, you start off with your onions because they require the most cooking. And we'll let them cook here, and they're starting off. To this mixture, we're going to be adding mushrooms, uh, which gives it a nice earthy flavor. And uh, folks seem to always like that. And then, after we get our onions sauteed up, which we already have some example here, so we'll just put them into the sauce. Magic of TV. We have some pre-sautéed yep. onions going in right now. It smells delicious. It's it looking does good. Smell good. Now, with your onions cooking there, we only have one pan. We want to sauté the onions there, and then we have our chopped mushrooms. And the mushrooms can go in once the onions are like a golden brown, and. Uh, and they're starting to sizzle now. Oh, yeah. uh, when they're golden brown, mushrooms have a lot of water in them. So when you add them in there for the flavor, leave them uncovered so that the moisture in the mushrooms can evaporate, just leaving the flavor behind. So Steve, why don't you do that now? Mixing together quite nicely. Yeah, it's smelling real good in here. What was the last meal you had, Steve? What did you have last night for dinner? I had some ribs last night. <laughs> I thought you only made PB&J. Come on. You're holding out on us. I didn't cook them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They were good, though. <laughs> so that's our way. We already have some pre-cooked mushrooms here. You'll add those into the sauce there, Steve. Here we go. 
I think we need a visual of this sauce. Let's maybe tip it yeah. up and see how good that looks. All those different textures and flavors. It'll be delicious spaghetti. A little bit of oomph. All right, you want to keep mixing that? Now, for informational purposes, all the steps that we have taken so far, including the Parmesan cheese, cost $17.86. That's a deal. It's and a real good deal. This is, you can feed 10 people with this, yes. This is great. When my son brings all his teenage friends over, <laughs> I know what I'm making next time. Yeah. And uh, so the onions are getting a little more uh, cooked here. And I like a lot more vegetables in my sauce. And so they're getting almost done. And uh, Steve, you can put those in there too. All right. Yep. Just add it all in there. Yeah. So do you cook a lot, Steve, when you're at home? Uh, not really, because <laughs> I'm just patting myself. Okay. And uh, cooking for two people is difficult because you you get a lot of waste. That's true. <laughs> a lot of leftovers. A lot of leftovers. So if you stir that up, Steve. Now we're to the part where, what kind of meat products do you want in? You could uh, put in sausage or we can put in hamburger. All right. And that's what we're going to do right now is uh, put in our hamburger using the same pan that we did before. It's nice and hot. And Steve, why don't you open that and throw that in. And, and well, start sizzling that way. And we'll start to get the water boiling here. And while uh, that for the all pasta. Happens I'll and turn cooks, that on. Looks good. We yeah. are going to head to break while we cook this hamburger and boil this water, but you don't want to miss the final product. It's going to be really, really good. So, spaghetti yeah, with Steve and Steve. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Map Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Do you have an interesting hobby or skill you'd like to share for Vail Valley? We want to hear from you. We're looking for people to share their musical, artistic, culinary, woodworking, athletic, or technical talents on Good Morning Vail. If you'd like to share your talents with the community, email danielle at tvavail.com. Join the community conversation. There's more for you on 92. Hi there. In today's episode of Good Day Vale, we are so thankful to be filming off-site at the Home Outfitters because this episode is a spotlight on refreshing your living space. So please join Donna Lang, Aaron Shield, and myself at the Home Outfitters later on Good Day Vale. It does set us apart from um, other showrooms here in the Valley. We obviously are a retail showroom. Uh, we value our customers. Uh, it's been 33 years in the making. Um, we also have our own full-service design department. Right now there are four of us in the department. We're looking to expand. Um, the other thing that people don't know about us is we also act as a design center for the uh, 
designers here in the Valley. Also, if you're a realtor and your client brings in their own designer, we work with them as well. Instead of going down to the design center in Denver, we have over 200 vendors that we work with. So um, we will let the designer do their job okay. with their clients, and then we take over from an administrative standpoint. Welcome back, everybody. We're always looking to make a little bit of a change in our lives. Well, we have a very special guest that we did an interview with. It's called Adventures in Coaching. Let's find out how we can make some really special changes ourselves. Welcome back to the show. Now, a segment that we do here, it's called Adventures in Coaching. And Kim Smith is here to join us and talk about all of these wonderful next steps that we could come across in our life. And today we're talking about the importance of change and what that can look like throughout not only your personal life, but through your career as well. Good morning, Kim. Morning, Maddie. Thanks again for having me. It's great to be here. We love having you here only because I feel like you give such great information for not only personal growth, but for professional growth as well. And so you've taken us through some very important steps already from finding your purpose to making sure what you're doing for yourself and for your career has a meaning to you. Yeah, exactly. We've gone through what it looks like to have a purpose and to d define that as well as trying to start aligning it with you know, what you're doing in your life. And today's topic on change is going to be more focused on our careers. And sometimes change can be scary. So let's talk about what those initial steps of change look like. Yeah, sure. First of all, we have to identify if we want to make a change. And sometimes things like being really unhappy in your job or maybe things just aren't feeling right or maybe you've been in your job for a long time and you want it, you're, you're saying like maybe there's something else out there for me. Um, those can signify reasons for change, as well as, you know, if you've been working on your purpose, you know, that can really give you maybe a new direction to say, like, hey, I, I really need to better align with my purpose now. And why do so many people have a hard time making that change when they know it's going to better their lives and better their career path? Yeah, it's, it's a very normal thing to uh, really kind of get stuck when we're wanting to make change because, let's face it, we all kind of get stuck in a rut and we get comfortable with what we're doing and it's hard to maybe put ourselves out there and take a little bit more of a risk to better align with what we want to do or to achieve some new goal. And there's a lot of things that you have to put into consideration, and especially if you're mm -hmm. going to make such a large change, because humans, we're creatures of habit. We like to stick in that pattern that we start. And so when you stay with a job for a long time, you start that pattern, whether it's waking up early or it's staying up late. And then to completely switch that can be really scary for some people. So can you give us an example of this? So I like to think of, and I'm talking a little bit more about bigger change right now, um, but the metaphor of maybe climbing a mountain, and I know a lot of people here in the Vale Valley can relate to this. You know, you're at the base of a 14er and you're looking at the top and it's like, it's this huge peak and you're like, how can I make it up there? Am I strong enough? You know, maybe I don't have the fortitude that I need or the training that I need to get up there. And, you know, it's really about rather than focusing just at that top part of the mountain, you know, breaking it into those baby steps. I mean, what do you do when you start to prepare for climbing a mountain? You make sure you have the right equipment, right? You have a map and a compass or a GPS, whatever it is you're using, and, you know, food to fuel your journey. 
And without that, you can't even really begin to start thinking about it. So it's the same when you're trying to make um, change on a big goal or, you know, change your uh, career or something that, you know, you may have that goal. It's very important to have that end goal, but you also really need to break down the steps to get there so that you can start making those. And one of the things that might really hold you back is maybe fear of change and fear of success or even failure. There's a lot of fears that can come out as a result of that. So um, all things to think about. Definitely all things to think about, <laughs> and especially with the other segments that we've done with you where we've talked about really finding your purpose because mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to chat with you about is how you knew you loved helping people and then you brought that to your career and now you have a career that's not only self-fulfilling because you're pouring into your own cup as you're getting to help other people, but then you do get to do what you love and you're very successful at it. Yeah, thanks for recognizing that. And, you know, it wasn't an easy change for me at all. You know, I had a long career in sales and marketing, and I was very comfortable in that. And I had, you know, done, you know, a lot of great things in my career. So it was really hard to say, hey, maybe there's something else out there for me. But I, I just couldn't ignore that, you know, those small voices that kept saying there's something else, there's something else. And so when I finally did take that leap of faith, so to speak, you know, I, I didn't just do it and start right away with what I'm doing today. I, I worked with a coach. I went through the steps. I identified three or four things that I thought I might really want to do and started eliminating those based on my values and uh, other things that were important to me where I finally landed on, you know, being a full-time coach. And I just love it. It makes a lot of sense to me now. And, you know, should I have done it earlier? Perhaps. But all of those experiences I had leading up to this point got me to where I am today and they all inform and help me with what I'm doing not only with my career but when I'm helping others. Now as people are gearing up to make this change and they're mm -hmm. starting to talk about the possibilities what are the questions that they should be asking themselves when they do want to make a change? Sure and it's you know there is a lot that goes into it and um, a lot of times you're not clear exactly on what it is you want to do or how to do it so I always go back to does the change you're thinking about really align with your purpose? And if you haven't done that purpose work, you know, go back and take a look at some of that. But does it align? And then second, you know, what are the risks? Every change has some risks there. And, you know, what does that involve for you? Um, even making a simple pros and cons list can help you get really clear on, you know, should I do it or should I not? And then I always like to say, you know, what are the benefits of making this change? You know, what are you going to gain from it? And because generally you're making change because you want to, right? You see the benefits, but getting clear on what those are is important. But also, um, you know, what are the costs of maybe not making the change? Like if you're hesitant, like, you know, if I'm going to make the change or if I'm not going to make the change, you know, what is it going to cost me emotionally, basically, maybe um, monetarily? But also, and then I finally say, you know, run the numbers, you know, take a look at the finances. What is it going to cost you to, to make a change? And maybe it's a... Uh, you know, a promotion where you're making more money. So that's kind of a no-brainer. But sometimes when we're thinking about making really different, you know, changes where we want to go a different direction, it might mean looking at the numbers and, and looking at a different type of salary for a while. And, you know, what is that going to look like for you? Which I think these are all great things to sit down with yourself and really work through. The pros and cons list is one of my yeah. favorite things to do, and especially just for any life event mm -hmm. that could make that significant change. Now, as people are starting to think about making this change, what are some of the steps that they should be taking to start the process? Yeah, so once you figure out that this is something that you really want to do, 
I say, you know, take a look at that end goal and start building the steps to getting there. So you're saying, all right, the first step is this and the second step is that. And then build out the plans underneath each step because, you know, it's a long, long way from getting, you know, that idea from here into, you know, or to the chair over there, right? There's a big, there's a gap there. Right. And a lot of people think like, oh, I can just do that. But there are steps and um, making sense um, of those steps and being clear on them and even taking some of those baby steps just to see what you can start, like if you can start some momentum and generating some movement there. Now, you're a fantastic coach and you do this for a living. Mm -hmm. So why is it so important when people are making these changes that they come and seek advice from a coach like you? Yeah, I mean, certainly everybody, anybody can, you know, do this on their own. But what I have found and with people I work with is that they get stuck, right? And they're having a hard time moving forward. And maybe it's, you know, for a number of reasons, but a lot of it is like maybe we don't know exactly how to get there and they need some help and support to develop that plan. But also the other piece of it is we often get stuck because of our limiting beliefs and not believing that we can actually do what we're setting out to do. And so that's where a coach can really help you to identify not only the plan and build that out and hold you accountable to those steps, but find out what those limiting beliefs are. And as we're talking about this plan and building out these steps, what does the process of coming and working with you in this kind of moment in your life look like? You know, we really start out with um, asking about what you, do you know what your purpose is and what, you know, what is the plan that you're thinking of? And then I go through an evaluation to take a look at, you know, the pros and cons and what it might be that you're thinking about and having you look at the finances. There, I can't tell you how many times I work with people and I said, you know, and I say, well, what do you think you can earn doing this? Or what do you think it's going to look like if you decide to do that? And they're just really more going on um, their gut feeling, which is great, and I love that, but let's, you know, take a look and say, you know, what is it going to cost? You know, what does this change mean for you financially? Now, Kim, if people are interested in working with you to have you help them make these changes, what's the best way for them to get in contact? So either go to my website, adventuresandcoaching.com, or email me directly at kim at adventuresandcoaching.com. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time thank to chat you. with us, giving us all this great information. And you never know how much this little piece could help someone make that life change that they need. Yeah, thank you. Make sure that you check out Adventures in Coaching if you are looking to make one of these big changes and you're struggling to get from here to the chair because that little push can definitely help you. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned. Join us on the Leadville Railroad. This fun-filled train ride takes you and your family on an unforgettable trip through the heart of the Rockies for a half-day trip of adventure, relaxation, and sightseeing. Enjoy the spectacular Colorado scenery. Even meet the engineer. Book your adventure on the Leadville Railroad today at leadvillerailroad.com. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode. And you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen 
where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. TV8, there's more for you on 92. Serving the local community 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Welcome back to the show. It's your second hour of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. We have a special guest, Alan Miller, that we're going to see a great interview with. And we're going to head on over to the library to do something that I am super fascinated with, 3D printing. I cannot wait to find out about that. Sit back and relax, everybody. The second hour of Good Morning Mail on TV8 starts right now. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. local marketplace for fresh locally produced products. Our indoor farmers market is open seven days a week featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 7 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail, Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoreboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there.
Hi there! Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to the neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in. When people think of world-class destinations, they're drawn to a place that provides opportunities for fine dining, shopping, superior lodging, exciting events, and unparalleled outdoor activities. Park City, Utah and Vail, Colorado are renowned destinations for travelers and extraordinary homes for residents. Feature your exceptional products and services in these two luxury communities. Advertise with Park City Television and TV8 Vail. Contact us today. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Welcome back, everybody. We love to feature empowered women. Ellen Miller is somebody super special. Not only is she a climber, but she has got so many great things to let us know, and she's going to influence us as well. Cece sat down with her. Let's find out all about her. I am Cece Zach, and I am just so excited about today's episode, as I mentioned in the introduction. And I am humbled uh, to be sitting on the couch with Ellen Miller, thank you so much for joining us today. And the thing that I really would love to spend time on today is that there's so much press out there in media about what you have accomplished. What I would really love our viewers <laughs> to learn about is who is Ellen and what makes her get up in the morning. So um, I'm just so grateful that you said yes to this interview. So just to start with the viewers, why Vail? How long have you been here and why do you stay here? I landed here a little over 30 years ago to manage a tiny little natural food store in what used to be, it's now Solaris, it used to be the okay. Crossroads Shopping Center, it was called Alfalfa's Market, and I moved up from the Front Range from Denver to manage that store, and um, obviously after moving to the Vail Valley, I fell in love with it and vowed never to leave because my heart, a big part of my heart, lives in the mountains, so... It was a great opportunity for me to, you know, start a life outside of the city and up here in the mountains. So. But but the beauty of that is that you say the heart is in the mountains, but mm -hmm. you've given your heart to the Vail Valley. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I feel like early on living here, I received so much support from the community for my projects, for my mountaineering, for events that we would do through alfalfas. And now that I've gotten older, I have taken a lot of joy out of simply trying to give back. The places that I would train on, the trails, and you know, the wilderness trails, the mountain trails that I would train on for my big Himalayan climbs gave me so much, Cece. They gave me so much in the way of joy and beauty and mental health 
that now that I'm an older athlete, you know, I can certainly make the time to give back to those places. So, well, I think you've been giving back to those places in the community since you were born, but that's a, <laughs> a whole nother episode. Um, but as it relates to you, what is your passion in life? I love trying to elevate other people. You know, elevation is kind of the theme of my life, I feel like. And I've also, I, I work as a caregiver, and I've, I take a lot of joy in taking care of things. And um, again, I feel like we are so lucky and so blessed to be surrounded by wilderness, to be, to be surrounded by forest land. But it's, it's a precious asset. It's a precious natural asset that we have here in the Vale Valley. And I just want to make sure that I'm one of the people that contributes to taking care of it. So what of the mountains, what do the mountains give you? Um, you know, what is it that uh, brings out the best of Ellen Miller um, from the mountains? I feel like through the challenge of climbing mountains, I've learned more about myself. I've learned who I am. I've learned what I'm made out of. Um, and then, obviously, the sheer beauty of the places that I get to climb in, it's so, so it's a pure joy. You know, I honestly feel like I'm just connected to a much bigger world um, when I can see those, those big views and those big perspectives. I feel quite insignificant oftentimes when I'm in the big mountains. Um, so it's humbling for me to be there. But it's the joy. It's the joy and the beauty. So so back to your accomplishments, <laughs> what are just overwhelming and humbling. Um, and they're all in the beauty of the mountains. You know, what have you learned about yourself through all of these uh, unbelievable accomplishments, which I, um, if you haven't seen the introduction, you need to go back. But I mean, Ellen, <laughs> it is first American woman that has climbed both sides of Mount Everest. Um, she's a, a multiple 8,000 meter summit, um, mountain summit uh, um, individual. Um, she started so many nonprofits and, and very focused on trail running. But what are the epiphanies that the mountains have really taught you through all of the work that you've done with them thus far? I think that I'm stronger than I think I am. Ah. My endurance is deeper than I think it is. <laughs> Um, it's resilience that we learn in the mountains. Um, I also think that I've traveled to places that are surrounded by these beautiful cultures. Um, in Nepal, the Nepalese people are just so genuine and gentle and kind. Uh, the Buddhists in Tibet, you know, have been so welcoming and kind and warm to me. And I've been. I've learned a lot from the cultures that live around the high mountains and surround those high mountains, and um, yeah, the internal aspect of just being able to do more than I thought I could do. So, and and how have you taken those epiphanies and brought them to others thus far? I feel like I can encourage others through my storytelling of my own experiences in the mountains. So, for example, back when I used to be an endurance coach, I could bring those experiences and, and tell the people that I was coaching about those. And then also now, you know, I draw on those former experiences of resilience, of toughness, of patience. Patience, oh, you know, key virtue. Um, those kinds of 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 profound lessons that I've learned in the mountains have come in handy as just as simply an aging athlete. 
honestly. I've been through a number of hip, hip surgeries, and I was, I'm really glad I had that experience of being a climber to draw on when I had to be so patient, you know, and methodical and focused on my healing process, so... Well, and do you mind sharing with the viewers, I mean, what you did post two hip surgeries? Um, you're an extraordinary mountain endurance oh, well. athlete, but I think people need to recognize that, you know, when, when you are challenged with physical things that kind of take us backwards from what we love to do, mm -hmm. um, please share with the viewers, I mean, what you were able to endure post two hip surgeries. Well, I think learning how to refocus, maybe not focus so much solely on my athletic um, interests, but learning about different facets of myself. I think that's when I started thinking more about um, the climb for literacy or getting involved more in my community. But yeah, I think being, going through several surgeries and the recovery process has been, um, it's been a learning experience for me and, and it's been very positive. In the end of the day, those recoveries were just as positive as any mountain I climbed, honestly. Um, so That's an extraordinarily accomplishment, and it, it really is mind over matter, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. leads me to a next question. After preparing for speaking with you, um, you have had multiple dreams in your life, mm -hmm. and the process in which you develop your dream in itself is just an extraordinary life lesson for myself and others. Um, will you tell our viewers a little bit about one of your biggest dreams and how you, you what that process was to get to the dream and how you accomplished it? Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest, the biggest dream, obviously, was climbing Mount Everest. So it was, it was 20 years, Cece, of baby steps and climbing smaller mountains and learning climbing skills and meeting different people. I think these days, a lot of people want instant grat right. <laughs> yeah, gratification. And for me, it's been a long, slow, methodical uh, process. And I also want to let people know that I have failed so much uh. more than I have succeeded. I've learned so much more from the mountains that I didn't reach the summit of than the ones I did. And I needed to have those failures in order to learn the skills that helped me to succeed on other higher mountains. So, you know, I know, I know a lot of younger people get discouraged, you know, when they don't get to the summit or something goes wrong on an expedition. But I'm kind of like, you know what? Great learning opportunity there. You know, think about everything you can learn from that experience. And, and next time, use those. Use those lessons on the next attempt of a mountain. So, um, yeah, I think people tend to focus a lot just on what I've succeeded on, but I just want to let everybody know I have failed. You know, there have that. been a lot of mountains I didn't get to the top I of. I love so. it. You know, and, and it, it begs another question, too, is that you're, you've just been so vulnerable to us about this. And, and how can we help viewers recognize that they should be comfortable with that vulnerability of failure? Um, you know, I know you coach a lot of endurance athletes mm -hmm. here in the Valley, um, and you've it, it been wildly successful in teaching um, U.S. Uh, trail running teams to national oh. championships <laughs> and world championships. But there's a lot of failure that they have, too. So mm -hmm. how, what do you tell them, um, those young people that get frustrated? I think I try to be very, to have a lot of empathy initially when someone has, you know, right when someone has failed. But after a little bit of time, you know, I'm the one that's going to say, get back up. Get, get back, back up. on the horse. Stand yeah. up. 
take one take one step forward yeah. take another step forward you know it's just baby steps it's one step at a time and and i still have to remind myself of that lesson often um you know ellen get back up just stand up focus forward you know and 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 learn learn the lessons where you can but keep focusing forward so life life is so short yes it is life is so short and i just kind of feel like it's it's fleeting and so we don't have a lot of time to to waste and to you know to just let time slip away because especially i feel like as an aging athlete you know do you realize time is limited so and we all have so much to give and it's mm-hmm. not just about giving for ourselves but it's about giving to the greater good of humanitarian yes. humanitarianism or humanity so mm-hmm. with that um i am going to ask our viewers to stay tuned to good day bail with ellen miller please do not miss the second half of this episode where we really focus on how you can make a difference here in the vale mm-hmm. valley by listening to how ellen has just had an extraordinary impact in this valley. Good morning, Bill. Hola, ¿qué tal, familia de TVA? Les saluda Julio García y les doy la bienvenida a una edición más de lo mejor de la semana, donde como ya saben, les estaré compartiendo los mejores eventos y actividades para disfrutar aquí en nuestro Valle de Bell y nuestros alrededores. Comenzamos este lunes 14 de agosto con el Breckenridge International Festival of Arts que se estará llevando a cabo de 8 de la mañana a 6 de la tarde del 11 al 20 de agosto con muchísimas actividades desde yoga, caminatas, exposiciones de arte, presentaciones de baile y música. Algunos eventos son gratuitos y otros requieren de boletos, así que consulta la página web para ver la lista completa de los eventos. Y este martes 15 de agosto la Biblioteca Pública de Gypsum está ofreciendo un torneo de Super Smash Bros a partir de las 4:15 de la tarde, un evento completamente gratis para mayores de 11 años. El ganador se llevará una tarjeta de regalo. Y este miércoles 16, nuestros amigos de BOM nos enseñan a hacer figuras de animales con globos. Un evento gratuito en el centro de Walking Mountains en Avon de 5 y media a 7 de la tarde. Para registrarse, visiten la página web en pantalla. Y este jueves 17 les comparto un concierto en Denver, ya que llega Karin León al Ball Arena, lo que antes era conocido como el Pepsi Center. Las puertas abren a las 7 de la tarde y los boletos comienzan desde los 55 dólares más cargos. Aún quedan boletos, así que visita la página web para adquirir los tuyos. Y este viernes 18 se presentan en el Ice Arena de Bell Grupo Laberinto Atrevidos de Chihuahua y Escolta de Rancho. Las puertas abren a las 9 de la noche. Los boletos de preventa los puedes conseguir en los lugares de costumbre o en la página web que aparece en pantalla a partir de los 60 dólares. Recuerda que usualmente los boletos suben de precio el día del evento, así que consigue los tuyos con anticipación. Y este sábado 19 se estará llevando a cabo el Bell Valley Brew Out de 4 a 8 de la tarde, un festival de cerveza donde podrás disfrutar de música en vivo, comida, actividades para niños y muestras ilimitadas de cerveza, seltzers y sidras. Los boletos comienzan desde los 20 dólares para aquellas personas que no estarán tomando y desde los 49 dólares para aquellas personas que desean participar en las muestras de alcohol. Los boletos suben de precio el día del evento, así que consigue los tuyos con anticipación en la página web. Y este domingo 20 de agosto podrá 
disfrutar de una experiencia educativa sobre el mundo prehistórico en Beaver Creek de 4 a 5 y media de la tarde. Es un evento en inglés, pero sé que muchos tienen hijos bilingües y podrán aprender muchísimas cosas de los dinosaurios, fósiles y nuestro mundo prehistórico aquí en Colorado. Y bueno familia, con eso concluimos una edición más de lo mejor de la semana. Aún nos quedan algunas semanas de verano, así que hay que aprovechar y disfrutar de todas las actividades que tenemos aquí en nuestro valle. Yo soy Julio García y los veré aquí en la próxima. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web cvadel.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Liz, for Good Morning Vale. We are in the meat of that interview with Ellen Miller. It's super exciting. Let's get back to it right now. This is a special interview with Ellen Miller, um, who to me is just a, a rock star inside and out and outside and, and upside <laughs> down. I just am um, thrilled to have you here. And as we were just discussing during the break, Ellen, um, You know, one of the things that you had mentioned that you achieved when you climbed Everest was that you got closer to God. <laughs> so I know our viewers can really relate to that because they live here in the mountains, and there's a reason why they're in the mountains versus someplace else. So just tell us a little bit about that soulfulness that you experienced by living in the mountains and climbing these mountains. I feel throughout history, you know, mountains have been associated with reverence and with um, being closer to the heavens, being closer to God. And when I would travel, especially in Tibet and Nepal, there is a deep spirituality that surrounds Mount Everest, uh, Tibetan Buddhism. And I, some of my favorite times in my life are the memories. You know, I, I cherish the memories that I spent in monasteries there and with my Sherpa friends there and seeing their ritual and seeing their devotion and, and learning from them that these high places are, are a place of reverence, not of ego. You know, we go to the mountains to, to touch a higher part of ourselves, to touch a higher part of the earth, but... Um, You know, they're not necessarily a place where we want to, you know, be boastful about our climbing achievements or our, or our ego. And that was a real, that was a profound lesson for me. And, um, you know, even here when I go up into the Gore Range, CC, and climb up there, it's, it's peaceful. It's quiet. Your perspective is higher. You kind of rise up out of all of the activity yeah. that's going on in the valley. And it gives you a higher view, and you do feel connected to something higher at the same time you're feeding your soul. Um, so for me, mountain climbing has definitely been very soulful and not so much about achievement and not so much about proving anything, but um, the beautiful moments, you know, that I've experienced in nature, in that rarefied environment, I feel incredibly blessed. 
So with that as a backdrop and knowing how involved you are with the community, what are your dreams for the Vale Valley? You know, you, you've climbed Everest and, and now you're here and you have been giving back and giving back and giving back, but what are your dreams for the Vale Valley? I think unity. I think that cohesiveness of people under, we have a lot of different people here from a lot of different backgrounds. And it's but, gotten much more intense, that diversity in the last yes. two to five years, right? Yes. Yeah. And hopefully people can step back and take the time to see what it's like to be in someone else's shoes and mm. to, to have more patience and understanding and learning. Um, I feel like many of us are in such a great situation here where we can give back. Um, there's a lot of resources here in the Vale Valley, and I like to encourage people to, you know, take their passion, whether it's music or art or horseback riding or gardening, whatever. There are, there's an organization for everything here. Mine just happens to be trails. You know, I feel like most people here do spend time on trails. So I, I uh, you know, researched the Vale Valley Mountain Trails Alliance, which I have just had a blast volunteering for them and for the town of Vale with the trail host program. Eagle Summit Wilderness Alliance uh, has all kinds of opportunities for volunteering. But certainly if your passion is something completely different, there are many opportunities. So speaking of the trails and knowing that we have the viewers, um, you know, what few words do you have about protecting our trails that you'd like our viewers to respect? I would like for our viewers here, since most are residents or part-time residents, to, to take the responsibility to help be an educator uh, for these precious places. Because we have a lot of visitors that just pop in on vacation or pop up from Denver for the day. And to, if you see the opportunity, help to educate those people that, you know, the trails are fragile, wilderness is fragile, wildlife needs a lot of room and a lot of space. Um, Oftentimes we are in their habitat and we need to back off a little bit rather than trying to approach wildlife for photographs and things like that. Uh, taking care of the rivers and streams. So, you know, just helping to protect what we have here, the beauty of these natural resources. That's what I would like to encourage people to, to do. So you had mentioned trails are a passion of yours, but I know that there's other focus areas in the community that you spend your time, your precious resource of time. Mm -hmm. um, please tell our viewers about those. For many years, I, uh, I created an event called the Climb for Literacy. And the Literacy Project here in the Vale Valley is dear to my heart. Um, Which quite frankly should be dear to every single one of us mm -hmm. because Literacy is the key to just humanitarian success in general and, mm -hmm. and, and happiness, yes. right? We can yes. all communicate together. So, sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interject, but I'm very passionate about literacy as well. No, but you're right. You know, the, the ability to read can yep. lift people up out of a lot of, um, you know, challenging situations. But we, um, I took my love for climbing and my love for reading and combined them. And uh, we had kids on the climbing wall and they would climb vertical feet and they would get sponsorship for, you know, the different laps or vertical feet that they would climb. And so we would raise money for um, the Magic Bus, which is okay. still here in town. It's yep. part of the Vale Valley Foundation. It's an Absolutely. educational bus that goes into the neighborhoods with all kinds of really interesting learning tools. And then the Literacy Project. So... Um, that was a fun project, I think, for me. And then, you know, just I feel like it's easy to find opportunities that other people have made, like 
you know, like the VVMTA or other organizations. Walking Mountains has numerous volunteer opportunities. You know, so whatever people are interested in, you know, you can. It's it's very gratifying. It gives me a lot of joy to give back. You know, I get yeah, you just you, you get high off of it. Well, you do. You yeah. know, you feel like you're being helpful and you're being of service. And especially as I've gotten older, I feel like that's something that enriches my life a lot. So I'm going to twist this a little bit more to the science side of things because as I was watching some previous interviews that you've had. Um, you do a lot of coaching, and we had talked about failure before. And if we just look at helping um, our viewers really recognize the value they can bring, you've helped me understand that we can retrain our neural pathways mm -hmm. um, to whether we're trail running or whether we want to contribute and donate our precious time and resources to something in the valley. Help us understand a little bit about the neural pathways and, and how people can think a little bit differently than what they believe. Well, I think it's important that we're always exposing ourselves to new things and different things. Love it's that. It's uncomfortable. It is. Especially in the brain, but it's really good for us. Especially if our viewers um, came from someplace else. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the valley is much different than where they came from. Sorry, I didn't mean mm -hmm. to interrupt, but. No, but I think always learning, always growing. Yeah. It's always getting out of that comfort zone. Um, I have had a lot of time times in my life where I wanted to hunker down into my own comfort zone. And I think that there are certainly times in people's lives when that is appropriate. But I think when we're healthy and we're feeling well and things are going, that's when we need to get outside of our comfort zones. And it's so good for our brains. Um, and I think that, you know, you can do little simple things like brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. or <laughs> little yeah. tiny thing shopping the grocery store in the opposite way that you usually go i mean it doesn't you don't have to you know go out and do anything dramatic but just mixing up the way that your you know your brain is working is and, and one of the things that you had mentioned to me too is that you had a wish for americans um, if they were to really get out of their comfort zone and understand those different cultures that you were talking about and learn about kindness and empathy in a mm -hmm. different way um, what uh, is that suggestion? Do you remember when we were talking about? Well, I think that a lot of us are so quick to react yeah. these days um, with our judgments. And as Viktor Frankl said, yeah. <laughs> in between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And within that space really lies our power. And I just like to encourage people that before we react so quickly, if we can just step back and take a breath and take a moment to think and to calm down yeah. <laughs> and, to, yeah. and to try to be kind and thoughtful and patient, um, it just seems like things might go a little smoother <laughs> than a lot of the um, aggressive, angrier reactions. And, and, and I know this isn't easy. I'm a very passionate person myself, and I'm very opinionated, so I know exactly what it's like to be a a bulldozer with my own right. opinions but um you know i think things have been ramped up you know a lot these days so maybe 
softening it. Spend more time in the wilderness. <laughs> Spend more time in the wilderness and have and, yeah, and calming your nervous system. Yeah, yeah and so. having greater respect for anyone we meet, whether on the trailhead mm-hmm. or in the grocery store. Yes. So. Yeah. With that, um, Ellen, I am just thrilled that you spent this time with Good Day Vale. We are just so honored to have you. And oh, thank you. You are just an inspiration to everyone that meets you in so many different ways. And I really hope our viewers. Um, take her words to heart. And um, as Viktor Frankl said, there's that space between um, knowing what just happened and what your reaction is. Um, And so take that space. And uh, again, thank you for joining us with Good Day Vale. We look forward to having you with us next time. And I know that we are ending with a beautiful photo of Ellen living life to her fullest. So may us all do that as well. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Do you have an interesting hobby or skill you'd like to share for Vail Valley? We want to hear from you. We're looking for people to share their musical, artistic, culinary, woodworking, athletic, or technical talents on Good Morning Vail. If you'd like to share your talents with the community, email danielle at tvavail.com. Join the community conversation. There's more for you on 92. Andrea Jackson. Welcome to Life Love Shopping. Do you have any personal stories you can share? Do I? <laughs> yes, I so, do. You, so even though you were... Some good deals. Too good to miss on flash deals. Now check this out. Studies show spending time outdoors can help with depression, lowering blood pressure, and overall health and happiness. 
We are back in the kitchen where president of Deerfield Media, Steve Mumbo, is teaching intern Steve how to make spaghetti for a crowd on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> and through the magic or miracle of a commercial break, we have cooked ground beef and much more. What's next? <laughs> well, we made our spaghetti sauce and we put in a store-bought spaghetti sauce, Prego in this instance. You can use whatever you like. Then you put in a can of puree and a can of paste, which is what we've done. You add a little chopped uh, onions and some mushrooms to give it a good hearty flavor. Why do you start with the store-bought uh, spaghetti sauce? It has all the spices in it. You don't have to buy spices. It's got the oregano, the basil, and everything else. And that is your most expensive items to buy is spices. Yeah. Although we do have a little Italian spice, which Steve will use at the end and flavor to his liking. <laughs> All right. So we've made our base spaghetti sauce. And as you see, it takes 10 minutes. Now we're going to, we browned our ground beef using the same pan that we cooked our onions and mushrooms in. So we're cutting down on what we have to wash. And so Steve, dump it in there All now. All right. And what we have in our kitchen. Do you have any of these pots, pans in your kitchen right now, Steve, here in Park City? I do. You do? Well, okay, whether I will use them is a whole other question. Well, you will now. <laughs> now that you know how to make spaghetti, especially Steve's version, I think you'll be yeah. inspired, right? Of course. It smells real good. Yeah. It does smell good. So our spaghetti sauce is done. And a, and a good thing with the sauce, you can make this in the morning. And you can go out skiing. And when you come back skiing, in addition to having your friends drop by, but if you're just here on uh, vacation, if after skiing, you go to the hot tub and you enjoy the down day, who wants to cook? No one. It's already done. It's done. All you really have to cook is your pasta. And have al dente pasta, it takes seven minutes. And so our water's beginning to boil here, and I'm going to throw in some of our pasta. We're just going to crack it in half here so that it all fits. And mm -hmm. your meal is done in seven minutes. Done and done. And, and you can feed people. Now, if some people say, well, we need a salad for this, you know, especially the younger folks may, may not want the salad. <laughs> but there's always leftover mushrooms. There you go. And we always save a pepper for them. So, so they can have a pepper mushroom salad. That's right. And throw it in an <laughs> <laughs> the leftover. And we got a leftover onion. So it's completely completely done uh, the meal and um, it's, it's a great and easy way. Now, when we traditionally make this, we also make meatballs, but we're not doing that today. That's, yeah, we're gonna yeah. start, start simple. That's a whole nother segment. But meatballs yeah. are very <laughs> easy. The secret is using a rye bread with a caraway seeds in it. Okay. Just take it, cut the crust off, mix the ground beef, with some of your onions and mushrooms and one or two eggs and just make the meatballs, put them in the oven for 45 minutes and they're done. But you really don't need that because there's so much meat product uh, in the spaghetti sauce already. So now 10 minutes, add another 10, 20 minutes, it's done. Done. Ready to go to the table. And we're excited to try it. And this guy likes it. <laughs> good, good. He likes fan. spaghetti. All right, are we going to try it now? What do you uh, think? What's the next step? The next step is we've got to wait for our pasta to cook. Okay, so while like, that cooks, we'll go to a quick break. Okay. And you'll want to come back to see the finished product and maybe enjoy some bread as well. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Spaghetti Show. We are here making spaghetti with Steve. And Steve, it's it's done. It's done. It looks no beautiful problem. and delicious. Yeah. So th this is what the master chef Harris concocted <laughs> in 20 uh, minutes of time. We just need to add one more pea, the final pea, Parmesan. Mm -hmm. And throw a little on top for the flavor. Looks good. Awesome. And, and that's just for you, right? Oh, no yeah. one else. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to add a little extra to your spaghetti meal, another inexpensive way of doing it is just go to the baker and get yourself a loaf of bread. And I'm going to move this pot out of the way here. Any kind of bread, or do you recommend Well, you want Italian bread. Italian uh, bread. It's not so easy to find Italian bread in Park City. Most of it is uh, sourdough bread or baguettes. This is a baguette. I'd rather have an Italian bread. Okay. But you, t you take it, and you just slice it diagonally without going through the bottom of the crust. And just slice it through uh, this as such. Now, what you've done is just take a stick of butter, a, a quarter pound of butter, and then you take some blue cheese. Ooh, blue cheese. Uh, just a container of blue cheese and real easy chopped garlic. It's already chopped. You take it out of the tube and you just squeeze it in. You could do this in the morning. It takes three minutes to do it. And what you're going to end up with is a little bit of batter. It's nothing more than butter, garlic, and blue cheese. I wouldn't have thought to add blue cheese. I really like that. Oh, the blue cheese is wonderful on it. And now that you've cut your bread, as we have an example here, you've got all these spaces in it. Mm. You fan it out. You just take your spoon and fill each of the sections with a little bit of the butter cheese. And you go all the way through. My mouth and is watering. It's done, it looks delicious. You <laughs> throw it into a toaster oven or an oven that you have, you have. at 275 degrees. And you have a wonderful piece of blue cheese garlic bread to go with your spaghetti. Now, after eating that meal, you want to go back to the slopes <laughs> and do a couple of night runs. Or just <laughs> chill in the hot tub. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a quick, simple, easy meal. Add a salad if you want, and you've taken care of your guests. Well, Archer and I are going to get headed on further down the trail, but I hope you'll catch up with us a little bit later. Hi, I'm Ben Roof, and I'm one of the new hosts here at TV8. I'm so excited to share all of my explorations throughout the Vale Valley with my dog, Archer, where we'll be taking you to hiking trails, biking trails, maybe we'll go rafting, fishing, or whatever else we can come up with. I'm so excited to share all of that with you in my new segment, Outdoor Adventures. Don't forget to catch up with us every day right here at TV8 Vale or at TV8Vale.com because there's always more for you on 92. This show spotlights the latest innovations to create a greener planet. Join us next time as we explore new green ideas and present interesting green stories.
and show you how some people are becoming real green. Here at Sun and Ski Sports, we are all about having the best summer adventures. Our full-service bike shop is here to help you get back on the saddle with services ranging from simple tire changes, full bike overhauls, and rentals. If trail running, hiking, or trips to lake are your thing, our expert staff will fit you in the best performing footwear or clothing. And don't forget about a relaxing day on the water with our stand-up paddleboard rentals. Call Sun and Ski Sports in Avon or Dillon today or learn more at sunandski.com forward slash CO. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Welcome back, everybody. This is the segment I've been waiting for. I am fascinated by 3D printing, and we are going to make our way over to the library and find out all the ways you can do it. And I, was, I just want to know how it works, so let's go find out right now. If you're looking to pique your curiosity, well, the Eagle Valley Library District is the way to do that. And if this machine right here does not do so, well, Tegan's going to tell you why it should. And I'm standing here with Tegan Davis. Good morning, Tegan. Good morning. Thanks for coming over. Uh, thanks for whatever this cool contraption is because <laughs> I am so intrigued right now. This is our, um, our 3D printer that we brought up from Avon. So we're redoing our Spark Studio and we got a bigger one for Spark Studio, which means we can bring this one up for Avon and so people can start experimenting with the 3D printer up here without having to go to Eagle. Which makes it nice and convenient for those who live up the valley but are so curious about all of the possibilities that can yeah. come out of this incredible machine. Um, um, this machine is amazing. <laughs> so I love free 3D printing. It's so much fun. Um, a lot of people are curious, like, why would a library have a 3D printer? Um, well, in the 21st century, information is not just found in books. It's also through that experiential learning that will help you get that edge um, and be competitive in the world. So we wanted to make sure that we could provide um, some experience and some access to some of these cool things um, like the 3D printer. So what it does, it takes plastic. This mm -hmm. is called filter. Filament. It's PLA filament, um, and it goes all the way down to this nozzle. This is not on, by the way. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> um, and then the nozzle heats up to about 212 degrees, cool. um, and it melts the plastic, and then whatever you have designed, whether that is an action figure or maybe it is a um, 3D rendering, a rendering of a model, or you're working on some schematics, or you're doing some um, prototypes, some designing, um, it will print that out on this um, um, t uh, on this plate right here. And we have all different type of filaments that you can experiment and one of them is actually copper. Um, so th whatever you would make would be conductive. So there's all sorts of like it is for your imagination to take this wherever direction you want to go and experiment, um, play, but also um, if you are into design or engineering um, you can create all sorts of things and maybe you have like a really cool uh, prototype that you want to um, print out a little mini one or a bigger one and kind of test it out. 
Which this is so cool, and it looks like someone did an octopus yeah, right there yeah. <laughs> last, yes. which I really love because I'm sure that was so cool, and this is such a good color to do. It's a very bright octopus. <laughs> very bright octopus. I love that, but this is such a great way for kids to maybe explore getting into something like the STEM project yeah. that you guys do, which this is such an intriguing way to just get them kind of thinking about the possibilities. The possibilities, the future, um, and just kind of exploring that, and it's tactile, um, and you're on the computer, you're designing, you're printing, and then you have it. You have this 3D object that you created, that you made, um, and there's a lot of pride that goes into this when the kids walk away with it, and it's not just for kids. So teens, adults can come in here and experiment um, and just have access to 3D printing. Which I'm going to totally nerd out. I took engineering <laughs> in high school. Oh, and uh, we had to make cubes that were okay. solid all the way through, yeah. but they were like six-unit cubes. Oh. And so then you had to be able to pull them apart and put yeah. them back together. But the putting them back together was so challenging that mine was so difficult. Not even our teacher could get it back together. <laughs> and we had to 3D print it. It was oh, so cool. Nice. Oh, that's amazing. See, again, exploring science, math, engineering, um, and creating something that you can physically manipulate and um, touch. So I think that's a fantastic story. I wish I had that in high school. I did not. Um, <laughs> and this is kind of what it looks like when it's dried out and it's been um, it's been heated. Um, so obviously it's not as thick. Um, it's pretty stringy. Uh, and we also have have a 3D uh, pen available down in gypsum and so that's where you can just like kind of like write your name um, and you'll end up having like this string of plastic that has your name on it or whatever else you feel like drawing um, with uh, filament. <laughs> Which is so cool and this is such a great way to just experiment and play around like you said and so we're here in Avon with the little guy yeah, but then then you've got this big, huge new one. A new one, an eagle. So eagle is home to our Spark Studio. So it is a Spark Studio for anyone to create, imagine, experiment, um, and just kind of play. Um, and again, have access to these uh, to these um, machines so that you can build skill sets that uh, will make you competitive in the 21st century. So in this new Spark Studio, we have this ginormous 3D printer, and it actually is dual extraction, which means that it can do two different filaments at a time um, and it's fully encased um, which is good to keep everyone safe <laughs> and then we also we, we got a Mac, a big Mac computer in there we got two um, uh, PCs in there we have we updated it so we have electric instruments now we have a laser cutter in there we have an embroidery uh, embroidery machine um, and then we also have like crickets um, what else do we have in there? We have so much in there. And then on, on our computers, of course, we got InDesign, Photoshop. We've got some um, stop motion software well, as well as some video um, software as well. What you, I mean, you guys are just giving kids the possibilities yeah. to learn and explore any kind of field of work that they may want to go into because the stop motion yes. is such a unique kind of film form and then of course you've got all of these great resources and we were just exploring the library of wonder over there and you guys have like <laughs> gopros and camping yeah. stuff and you guys just you do it so that people don't understand the incredible resources that are here at the library but that you can keep everyone entertained everyone engaged exploring lifelong learning is our goal so we have you 
you know, access to 3D printers. So if you want to explore that, is that if that's something that you want to get into in the future, or you have prototypes, you're an adult and you have a prototype, you think you have a new prosthetic that you want to print out, that's a possibility at the library. And then we have our library of things. So we we have some, uh, you can't check out the 3D printer, sorry, um, but we do have some things um, that are related to that that you can check out and you can explore at home. So we're trying to, again, engage our community and all, hopefully, their interests um, and provide that access to them. Antigone, if people want to get a library card, which is the easiest <laughs> thing in the world, and it just comes with a possibility of wonder and resources, what? how can they do that? <laughs> um, just come on into the libraries, Avon, Eagle, or Gypsum with a photo ID. Again, Ski Pass, Rec Pass, whatever you got that has your picture on it. Whether you're a visitor, resident, or you're just here working the season, you can come in, get a library card, and hopefully check out whatever you need. Library of Wonder here at the Eagle Valley <laughs> Library District because you guys just keep the possibilities coming. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we appreciate that and we're always open to suggestions too. So um, we want to keep our community engaged and learning. Tegan, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us and show us this really cool 3D printer. Yeah, next time um, we'll get it actually functional so uh, we can we can see what it does. I want the octopus. So. <laughs> Great. We'll, we'll print you on an octopus. Perfect. <laughs> Make sure that you come to the Eagle Valley Library District, whether it's here at Navon, Gypsum, or Eagle, you can come and explore all of the great resources and all of the fun that they have here. When you think library, you need to think the coolest place on earth here in Eagle <laughs> County. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more of the show. Good morning, Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. For TV8 in Vail, I'm Avisha Scarborough at the Gerald R. Ford Amphitheater. We'll see you next time. Hi friends, welcome to a little behind the scenes. I'm Avisha Scarborough and I'm so excited to be part of the team at TV8 in Vail. I love the outdoor lifestyle here. I love the arts and culture and I love being part of this community. My show is called Vail Vibes with Avisha where I tell you about all the amazing activities going on here in Vail and surrounding areas all year round. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen, blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interests across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live.
today. Great show on the This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. everybody for tuning in to your Monday edition of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. We have a full week ahead of us, so get ready for a really fun week with all of your great hosts here at TV8. Thanks to everybody who works behind the scenes and in front of the camera. We are here for you. There's more for you on 92. Stick around, everybody. We have a great week ahead of us. It's Good Morning Vale on TV8. So many things to see. 